You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. Today we are going to talk about misconceptions of the Christian faith. What it means for me. Misconceptions mean to me ignorance. And as they say, ignorance is bliss, but ignorance can also be stupid. Be wise. Misconceptions can hurt people. I've been hurt by many a misconception. One of them is most people assume that I'm a homophobic gay hater. Far from it. Another misconception is that I'm sweet and innocent. Well, yes, I am sweet and I act innocent. But what goes in my mind is my business. So never take me for someone who doesn't know what you're talking about. Another misconception of mine that happens quite a bit is people say, oh, you don't, you wouldn't want to talk to this person. Or you wouldn't want to know this person. Just because I'm Christian does not mean that I stay with the goody goods or the people who are nice to me. I will always be confronted by strange and weird and out there people I'm not going to shy away from that God called us to love everyone and I will do that I will talk with other people so don't tell people to stay away from me or me to stay away from people unless you actually think I could be in danger or you know they're actually going to try use me otherwise it's not cool I like making new friends so what sort of misconceptions are there Well, I have a list. Number one, Christians hate sinners. We do not hate them. We hate the sin. It's the sin that we hate. I wouldn't go around hating people. I mean, sorry, if I hated sinners, I would end up having to hate everyone on this entire earth, including myself. That's because everyone sins. Um... No, I hate the sin, not the sinner. So what this means is if your best friend borrowed your dress thinking that you'd be okay with it, technically she stole from you. You wouldn't hate her and call her, you know, a major thief and never talk to her again because she borrowed your dress thinking you'd be okay with it. And I mean genuinely. Um, no, you would hate the fact that she stole from you, but you would forgive her, I hope. (laughs) Um, or if your child lied to you, you know, their first ever lie, you wouldn't hate them because they lied, you know, you wouldn't hate them and disown them because they lied to you. No, you would hate the fact that they lied to you, you'd feel hurt, you wouldn't stop calling them your son or daughter so yes we hate the sin not the sinner number two christians are hypocrites okay we don't try to be hypocrites we are trying to work through our sin and our hypocrisy if we have any so if you see us be kind of being hypocritical tell us guide us in a loving way and go oh hypocrite <laughs> say pretty much hey i just noticed you did this I know you're a Christian, you know, just thought I would advise you 
something like that along those lines do it in love um but yes to me I believe everyone in this world is a hypocrite you can't tell me a time when there hasn't been one hypocrisy in your life I'm a little bit of a hypocrite I accidentally swear I don't always show love I can get very frustrated and yell at people so yeah I'm a bit of a hypocrite I don't know anyone in this world who's not a hypocrite so I know it's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black so yes but we don't try to be hypocritical so guide us if we are Number three, Christians just don't know how to have fun. Mm, um, not having fun. Well, I like gaming and drinking. I don't get drunk, so I'm sure that's fun. My best friend, who's a Christian, loves clubbing. She's always nagging me to go clubbing, just like my brother is. Yeah, I do all sorts of things for fun. Even reading a book, I find fine. I guess it's all about what you call fun and how you perceive fun, I guess. I mean, we don't get blazed or get so drunk that we can't remember the next day. So, yeah, we can have fun, just probably not your type of fun. I mean, we want to be different and out there. We don't want to be sheep. Joking. And number four, if one Christian does something, all can. That perception that you have when you see a Christian do something and you go, oh, why can't that one do that? Okay, not all Christians follow God's rules. Not all Christians are Christians. Not all Christians have the same upbringing. That whole Christian umbrella, there are many types of Christians. But yes, I know a girl who sleeps around and my friend knows her as well. And he said, well, he's like, well, such and such is a Christian, yet she sleeps around, so why can't you? She sleeps around, so it's okay. Relax. You can do it. Dude, no, I've been Christian for many years. I know what Christians can and can't do. I'm sure she knows as well. She just chooses not to. Just because one Christian does something doesn't mean all Christians can do that. They could, that person could be sinning or have a different upbringing. I know what I can do, so don't try to tell me what I can do. I mean, it's just like you see an atheist and he's on a killing spree or something like that. Oh, it must mean all atheists don't have the morals to not kill someone and all you atheists can go kill someone. You get the point? You know what's wrong. You know, you see them doing it doesn't mean that you can get to go do it. That's the best example I could come up with at this time. <laughs> Number five, last one. Christians can't drink alcohol. Well, Jesus turned water into wine, so I believe you are wrong. As I said, I like drinking. I don't like getting drunk. I will have a couple wines. I can, I'll get tipsy. But I won't get drunk. The reason I don't get drunk is because I believe my body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, God, wants us to respect Him, respect ourselves, love Him, love ourselves. And loving yourself is, as I said, respect, kindness, all that. 
So why would you let yourself get annihilated like that? Where you're falling on your face, you can't remember the next morning, let alone be conscious enough to protect yourself. It just seems sad, so ouch. So whenever my friends go out, or people I know go out, I usually have a silent prayer for them because I'm scared for them. I pray that they'll be okay. It really does kind of... It's not like I haven't been around that before, because I have many a time, and, yeah, it just upsets me for them. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. So what sort of misconceptions have you had? Well... I had my best friend of 17 years on the phone, Sarah Mae Skelton. She has been a Christian all her life, and this is one of the misconceptions she's had to deal with. She'll also talk about misconceptions she's had. Sarah Mae? Because I come from a Pentecostal faith, which is more the radical side of the Christian people, there's a lot of people that think I'm kind of a nutcase. Even the more laid-back and... uh, Modest Christians, I'd say, probably, don't agree with a lot of things that our church does, like speaking in tongues and being slain in the spirit. Prophecies and words of knowledge aren't generally, it's like that's for the Bible, but if you look in the book of Acts, it's most definitely not just for Jesus' time because he had died and rose again by then. So yeah, that's probably the most biggest misconception. There's nothing cultish about it. It's just the Holy Spirit. I guess the misconception I have is that the pastors have, like, an amazing life and they don't struggle and, like, everything's always great. In reality, it's not. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. How do I deal with misconceptions, with my faith and within God? I like to try correct people, but a lot of the time, sadly, I get ignored. I get shut down. It does become harsh and hard. It can hurt quite a bit. I have tried to do this once before, but I don't have a loud enough voice. I do try, but my voice is like an undercurrent. You don't actually see it or hear it. But yes, I do try to um, help guide people with misconceptions. If I can't get through to them one way, I will wait till they're alone and talk to them themselves. Or I will write a note or just shake my head and laugh to myself. Because I've had this trouble with not being heard quite a lot. I will be speaking and people just speak over me. Even while I'm speaking, they go, oh, I didn't hear you. And I know this is because I'm such a silent, well, quiet speaker. You have to want to listen to me to actually be able to listen to me. If I can't get through to them through speaking, I'll just pray or laugh to myself. Maybe do a hint by drawing it in a book and hoping they'll see it. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. Do misconceptions hurt? Well, yes, misconceptions hurt, as I said. How you talk to someone about something affects others. It's a ripple effect. Everything you do is a ripple effect. It will affect others, whether you see it or not. 
So how that would work would be like, I'll make up this person, Tanya. Tanya is talking to Rebecca about how this girl in the class is a thief. She stole her money, presumably. Rebecca will tell others in the class about this new girl. So this new girl needs some money and she's willing to pay back. And she asks people and a lot of the people will say no because they think she'll steal the money, that she won't pay them back. It affects people. As I said, people will talk, see that I'm Christian and will assume that I don't like gays. They will talk to people sometimes about how I'm Christian and say, well, be careful around her, she's Christian, blah, blah, blah. And that will affect people being open and honest coming forth to me. I mean, I like making new friends and I don't judge people, but some people will be closed off to me because of what other people think or what they have heard. It does hurt. Be careful with what you presume or say. How do I view misconceptions? Well, misconceptions are a little hurdle we have to get over. Misconceptions are like rumours and lies. I know you have to be educated. It's a fool who speaks on things they don't know about. It's foolish It's and it can be hurtful. So misconceptions to me is just one wall we have to learn how to break down. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. I have Andrew here from church to talk to us about misconceptions. Andrew works at the church and has been a Christian for many years. So, yes, take it away, Andrew. There are misconceptions about who God is and what God's really about because Christians represent God. And when Christians are poorly understood, God is poorly understood. Sure. Um... Well, it does affect the church because you, you as a church, you may want to, to run a program in the community that the church building is located in. Yep. And you might want to do an outreach thing and people view you very sceptically. Mm. So one of the things that uh, Christians are often misunderstood as are people who are judgmental and, and controlling. And we want to control people's lives. As soon as you're close enough to us, we'll just grab you and you don't have really any more control or choice in your life now we just totally run your life for you (laughs) and that's pretty fearsome kind of fear and completely not true if people think that they're naturally very apprehensive very cautious in terms of how they'd interact with someone who represents the church of course Uh, so there are implications for us Uh, the thought about Christians not having fun and or not drinking. So there are some branches of the church that are pretty conservative in terms of what they, what they might call worldly pleasures. Yeah. So much in New Zealand, although there might be one branch of the church here that's still pretty strict on things like dancing. Dancing? Yeah, and having any kind of fun on a Sunday, uh, as well as you don't drink, you don't smoke, all of those sorts of things. Um, but most of the church in New Zealand doesn't have a complete ban on alcohol. Certainly doesn't have a ban on dancing. Most churches that I'm aware of don't have an official policy, but it's somewhat frowned on to smoke. Yeah, and it's not in the Bible that you're not allowed to smoke. 
So a lot of these things have had have been imported from a, the cultural identity, actually. And you can trace it back in terms of where the church origins were okay. as to what was going on at the time that they put these bans in place, these prohibitions in place. Okay. And I suspect, like, alcohol and smoking, for me, kind of fits into that wisdom literature. Yeah. They're not necessarily complete bans, but what they're saying is, if you don't smoke and drink, you're going to have a happier life. Certainly about smoking, the chances of you getting lung cancer are exponentially greater if you smoke. Getting lung cancer and dying of that isn't pleasant. So wisdom literature would just say, it's not wise to smoke. And you just let the person make the decision for themselves. Okay. You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole. So, misconceptions in summary. Misconceptions are hurtful, damage the church, and make life even more harder than it has to be. So, what do you do when you get misconceived? Be honest and talk with the person. Be upfront. Don't badger the people, but let them know what's up. Next week, we'll be talking about temptations and conflict like using God's name in vain so we'll be talking about temptations how I deal with them why using God's name in vain hurts me alcohol getting drunk inappropriate appropriate and how to deal with these things so that's all next week all music thanks to bensound.com for all your music needs You're listening to The Diary of a Christian Girl. You're with Nicole.